Good morning and welcome to the Lakers Lowdown. I'm Anthony Irwin. Today on the show, the Lakers desperately need more help. We were hoping that the Lakers would be able to use the buyout market to their advantage, given that they have a little bit more more potential spending power in that buyout market. And the only issue with that is, is that you need buyouts, and we just haven't gotten them. Let's try to figure out why. So it used to be that players who were about to be free agents, especially near the end of their careers, or if their career just kind of needs a jolt, would ask the team that they're currently playing for, hey, do you mind buying me out? I'll go and play hard for a playoff team. Use that playoff platform to showcase that I still have it and maybe walk away afterward with a better payday than I would have gotten on the free market before uh, I, I went and played in those playoffs. It There are examples that have worked, right? Markeith Morris for the, the our own Lakers uh, played really well in the bubble. And, and, you know, before Jokic broke his neck, uh, was having a very nice kind of next chapter of his career. I remember P.J. Brown. It just keeps me up late at night because that MFR just did not miss in the series against the Lakers, right? And you can go on. Now, there are some guys who were bought out and didn't turn things around, but like the gamble there was kind of worth it, right? You you hope that it works out. That's your last real kind of chance to be able to do that. And And if it doesn't work out, you know, sometimes it just doesn't work out. For whatever reason, though, and we're going to get into the reasons here, there just aren't the same number of buyout candidates this year. It was like Goran Dragic, who hasn't played all year, so he's kind of a flawed candidate in and of himself. You had Javon Carter, who was uh, used to—he was waived to be able to bring in Dragic, and he eventually goes and signs with the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, Dennis Schroeder has chosen to stay in Houston, uh, and, and, and so on and so forth. For whatever reason, the, the, the Lakers will not have any kind of anywhere near the bevy of candidates that maybe they were hoping for. And it's worth kind of discussing why and whether this is something that might change eventually, or if this is just the new normal. The most obvious thing to point to here is that there are just more potential playoff teams. So if you are, instead of it used to be in that 7 to 10 range, right? If you were in that 7 to 10 range, those were the the, the 7 and 8 spots were the only ones that you were really fighting for. Now, because of the playing game, they've added, you know, additional spots that now more teams can convince themselves, well, yeah, we could maybe get into that single game spot and maybe go on enough of a run and Maybe get the revenue uh, from either a home play-in game or a couple home playoff games that you would get in a seven-game series no matter how quickly you lose out of it. Those owners are probably saying, no, 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 we aren't buying any of our guys out. We need to get into those games. We need that revenue to, to, to benefit from those games. So that's the first and foremost factor here. I think that we're really seeing is that instead of spots one through eight being up for grabs, you're looking at spots one through 10 being up for grabs. And that that really changes the math on who all might be or would normally be looking to get rid of 
the the last couple of players there. Now, I, I, it, potentially, those teams would have, those owners would have signed off on buying out those players because you save a couple million bucks here and there uh, at the end of that contract. And, and you, uh, you know, you essentially what normally winds up happening is you buy out that player for the prorated veterans minimum that they would eventually get signed back for. So you're not looking at at an an enormous uh, savings. But, you know, if you're in the luxury tax and you just had a really bad season, that amount of money kind of matters. And for the current situation, though, the amount of savings that you get kind of, it, it doesn't even come close to the potential revenue that you would get from an additional home game if you're in those, uh, if you're either in the seven spot uh, where you would play one home game and and if you win that, you move on. Uh, if you're in the eight spot and you lose that first one, you now play a home game against one of the two remaining teams, the nine and 10 teams. Uh, if you're in that nine spot, you get a home playoff game essentially and uh, then you play uh, on the road. And then again, if you do enough to win into the seven and eight spots, you get two additional home games that are, you know, worth probably upwards of a million or two bucks uh, in just in arena revenue, not to mention additional contract bonuses that kick in with TV deals that are for the regular season, and then you start getting playoff bonus uh, revenue that get added onto that as well. All of that is to say that because of the the play-in game, more teams and more owners especially are looking at potential revenue gained by keeping the team intact versus savings uh, that you would get by waiving a player at the end of that player's contract. The other factor here from a player's perspective is once you're waived, uh, you really have to go on a tear to if you so so Gary Harris comes to mind here where he is making just over 20 million bucks a year, right? And uh, so if he gets bought out, he would again get signed for what is left of a prorated veterans minimum contract, a few hundred thousand dollars, uh, I believe would be the, the rough number, the rough estimate here. Um, now the Lakers, because they did not use all of their exception money uh, to sign Kendrick Nunn, they theoretically have upwards of about eight hundred, nine hundred thousand dollars that would be worth more than a prorated veterans minimum contract. Still, though, it's 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 a it's it matters for the Lakers in that they can offer a couple extra hundred bot a hundred a couple extra hundred thousand dollars, uh, but. For the player that's being signed, you're still essentially going to be looked at as a veteran's minimum player uh, so long as you don't absolutely blow the the doors off of some place. And that's why uh, Mark Stein reported that he's hearing Gary Harris uh, is not pushing for a buyout. And and Orlando is saying, all right, fine. If you want to finish the season here, you can finish the season here. Uh, and, And so for Harris and the people advising him, I would kind of wonder if he's sitting there saying, well... If I sign for a vet men, that probably means that I'm going to be signing for veteran minimum contracts here on out. Uh, I may as well finish out what has been a pretty solid season here for Orlando and see if I can get a little bit more than that on the market this next year. 
Um, the other thing too is for all of these players, once they're bought out, if they have any kind of bird rights whatsoever, they get reset. And for players that have full, their, their organizations have full bird rights, uh, you know, that allows that player to get paid a, a little bit more because that the team can then go over the cap to resign that player. And so maybe you get, uh, that opens you up for sign and trade if you want to be able to move. Um, or if you're staying with that team, you're now staying at a higher number than that veteran's minimum contract. So from the player's perspective too, some of these these advising teams have kind of wised up to how things historically go once a player gets bought out and signs for a minimum. If you're at the end of your career and you're probably going to get a minimum anyway, then it kind of makes sense to ask for a buyout. But if you're at Gary Harris's age, where he is 27 right now, um, and you think that you might be able to get more than the minimum this upcoming offseason, which maybe he might. I, I, I would probably say he probably gets slightly more than the men. But if you think that you you uh, have another stage left in your career, then yeah, maybe it makes sense to wait it out and utilize those, those bird rights to your advantage in the upcoming offseason. The last factor here too, and it is going to kind of sting, is that the Lakers suck. And uh, so if you're if the Lakers were really good, I'm sure that the buyout market would be a lot more feisty, right? There would be more players that might be more interested in playing on a national stage with the Lakers, playing on a playoff stage with the Lakers, helping that team win a championship, chase that ring next to LeBron. But there isn't that opportunity here. The Lakers are probably they're going to be playing in a playing game and as great as a national platform is when the Lakers are good, uh, if you are playing either poorly or the Lakers are playing poorly while you're there, uh, I'm sure it has an ill effect because a lot more people are aware of the situation than they might be if you played in a smaller market that doesn't get the attention that the Lakers do. And <laughs> trust me, the Lakers have gotten plenty of attention this year for a lot of the wrong reasons. So, I think it's a combination of three things here. It's the play-in game and the expanded playoff picture. Play uh, Players themselves getting smarter to some of the ramifications of getting bought out. And then also this situation, just not being one conducive to convincing a lot of players, hey, yeah, the Lakers are where, we, where I need to be here. But hey, you know what? You never know. If there is a player right now currently making around the minimum who is probably going to be making around the minimum next year, then maybe that player might ask to get bought out because I say you're a center and you guys are going to roll your eyes, but let's just say you're Damian Jones. You're not getting any minutes in Sacramento. You're already making roughly the minimum. You're probably only going to be making roughly the minimum next year and moving forward. Um, and, and again, not much opportunity. They just traded for somebody at your position. So, you go to the you go to ownership, you go to management, and your agent asks for a buyout. You come here to the Lakers, and you're already better than Dwight, and you're already better than DeAndre Jordan, and Anthony Davis is going to be out for the remainder of the of the regular season. So, can you prove that you are worth more uh, than the minimum in in that situation more clearly than you can prove it in your current one? Probably. Um, and so like, and, and Damian Jones is just, is just an example here. If you're a wing on something close to the minimum, uh, contract 
and you aren't getting very many opportunities. You look over at the Lakers and you say, well, uh, all they have right now is like Trevor Ariza, Stanley Johnson, and LeBron's going to wind up being having to play more center with AD out. Maybe I can slide in there and get a few more minutes for myself there. So if you want, if, if there's a player out there who is not playing very much, already on something close to a minimum contract, um, then that's the kind of player that you kind of have to keep your eye out for as we approach the last few days before these players can get bought out and still be playoff eligible. Um, what that means, however, is that you're looking at a pretty limited pool of players here that the Lakers would be would be uh, pulling from, and that really kind of limits their potential impact whenever they do come to the Lakers. So those difference makers that the Lakers were hoping for, probably not going to happen. It's probably going to be a lot more marginal of a move here, and this roster, this flawed roster, is basically what the Lakers have moving forward. All right, that's going to do it here for this episode of the Lakers Lowdown. Uh, we do have games. We are finally going to have games here pretty soon. Uh, so I'm really excited to be able to get back to that. Uh, in terms of stuff to look out for, the I Love Basketball podcast is going to be out by the time you guys are listening to this. So I hope you guys check that out. Harrison and I are going to unveil a new segment for his and my show, The Lakers Lounge, uh, later today. Uh, when we record that so you're going to want to listen for that and then uh, as well as the rest of the content across silverscreenandroll.com and the Silverscreen and Roll podcast network until tomorrow I'm Anthony Irwin saying have a good one